Welcome to the Shift Gold Friday Gold Wrap, your overview of this week's precious metals news. It's Friday, January 24th. I'm your host, Mike Meharry. Thanks for tuning in. Well, it's been a pretty quiet week in the world of precious metals. Gold has held above the key 1550 level as worries about war have faded into the background and everybody's pretty much digested the phase one trade deal. The biggies in the news cycle this week were the uh, beginning of President Trump's impeachment trial and the coronavirus scare in China. Now, as far as impeachment goes, I don't think anybody actually believes the president will be removed from office. So this is the ultimate in Kabuki theater. It's an opportunity for Congress critters to grandstand, and that's pretty much it. Trump was smart. He just left town. The president was in Davos, Switzerland for the World Economic Forum. Now, I... I happened to be at the gym doing cardio when Representative Adam Schiff, he's the Democrat that's orchestrating this dog and pony show, he was doing his opening spiel. And honestly, I wasn't paying a whole lot of attention, but I did see that he kept referencing the Constitution and the framers, and he was talking about how we should constitutionally view impeachment. You know, this was simultaneously painful and laughable. This guy doesn't give two shits about the Constitution. It's just a prop in his goofy stage show. You know, he's the chair of the House Intelligence Committee. He doesn't give the Constitution a first glance when it comes to sending out government agencies to spy on everybody in America. I hate politicians. So anyway, markets aren't all that concerned about impeachment, but they have reacted to this viral outbreak, and that's led to some safe haven buying in the gold market. The Chinese government put millions of people in two cities on virtual lockdown, and Chinese stocks took a tumble, the worst in like eight months. One analyst on CNBC said coronavirus has led people to gold because there is an anticipation of a lot of potential turmoil in the economies that are affected. But really, it hasn't caused any big spike in the price of gold. We're basically hovering between 1550 and 1560 or so. In the world of central banking, the European Central Bank left rates unchanged at negative 0.5%. Yes, I did say negative. Do you realize that we are like five years into the negative rate experiment in the EU? And there's no sign of it ending. ECB President Christine Lagarde said that there would be no move up until the eurozone hits that mystical 2% inflation target. In fact, a recent ECB report suggested it could cut interest rates to minus 1% or even lower. The ECB is also running quantitative easing to the tune of about 20 billion euros a month. In Davos, Trump complained that we don't have negative interest rates here in the U.S. You know, you got to keep that big, fat, ugly bubble inflated when you're close to election time. Look, negative rates distort or eliminate the single most important factor in economic decision making, the pricing of risk. When you can't properly price risk, you end up with all kinds of ugly consequences, especially when you look at the longer term in the economy. You get malinvestments and bad decision making. You get overproduction and overcapacity. You get asset bubbles that load the entire financial system with huge risks because these assets are used as collateral and the value has been inflated by negative yields. We've got all of that. I mean, look at the U.S. stock market. They keep setting records, and yet the number of money-losing companies listed on the U.S. stock markets has ballooned to levels not seen since the dot-com bubble of the late 1990s. According to a recent Wall Street Journal article, nearly 40% of U.S.-listed companies are losing money. 
40%. A lot of these are in the healthcare, specifically the biotech sector, and more generally tech companies. And you're seeing a lot of these startups with huge IPOs that are big money losers. According to the University of Florida finance professor Jay Ritter, the percentage of money losing IPOs hit 81% in 2018. That equals the level in the year 2000 at the height of the dot-com bubble. It's a zombie economy filled with the walking dead, and they feed on low interest rates. You can see it, right? There are some eerie similarities between the height of the dot-com mania and today. And what is the common denominator between then and now? Easy money, courtesy of the Federal Reserve and other central banks. I mean, this is boom-bust cycle 101 we're seeing. You know, in Davos, Trump was once again talking up the economy in hyperbolic terms. I don't understand how people don't see the absurdity of some of the stuff he says. Trump called the economy, quote, the greatest economy we've ever had in the history of our country. As Peter Schiff said in his podcast this week, this is utter nonsense. I mean, it's objectively untrue. I mean, do you really believe that the economy today with, what, 2% growth is a better economy than America had during the Industrial Revolution? Of course, of course it's not. This is not the greatest economy in history. It's not even greater than the Obama economy. In fact, economic growth was slightly higher in Obama's best two years than it has been in 2018 and 2019. Yes, unemployment is low, but it's the same labor market we had when Obama was president, you know, when candidate Trump was calling the employment numbers fake. And the stock market is at record levels, but this is nothing but easy money-induced stock market mania. The bubble is going to pop, as all bubbles do. Recall the similarities between today and the dot-com bubble. And as Peter put it, all of these stock profits are going to go off to money heaven. No wonder Trump wants negative interest rates. He's got to keep this thing limping along for at least another year. Look, I'm not just bashing Trump here for the sake of bashing Trump. I don't think he's the worst president ever or any of that nonsense. Honestly, I don't think he's any better or worse than any other modern president. Mind you, I think they have all been pretty awful. I just wish his supporters would look at things objectively. I think there's this is a huge problem in U.S. politics, this cult of personality. People get so wrapped up in their guy that they just ignore his flaws and, and the bad things that he does. As a result, supporters of President X never hold their guy's feet to the fire and force him to hold on to their principles. We saw this with Obama supporters, and I see it with Trump supporters all the time. My default is basically that all politicians are bad, and they're just going to screw up my life. It's a lot easier to be objective when you don't have a guy. Anyway, that was just a little bunny trail. Back to the economy. Trump said a few specific things that just aren't true. Trump claimed, quote, This is a blue-collar boom. Since my election, the net worth of the bottom half of wage earners has increased by 47%, three times faster than the increase for the top 1%. Now, this isn't a lie, per se. According to Federal Reserve data, the bottom half does hold more wealth. But when you look at where it started, the percent increase really isn't all that impressive. The bottom half holds just 1.6% of the nation's wealth. That's up from 1.1% when Trump took office, but it's down from 2.1% in 2006, so this is hardly a boom. But the real truth is the bottom half doesn't have wealth at all. They have debt, 
As of the last report, total consumer debt grew by $12.5 billion in November to $4.176 trillion. That's what's driving this economy, not some great expansion of wealth in the middle class. On a side note, the level of credit card borrowing is slowing down. It's starting to look like the U.S. consumer may be close to being tapped out. That's not good news when spending borrowed money is the basis for your economy. I'll link to an article with more information on that in the show notes page. Trump has also kept hinting at this big manufacturing boom. Despite low unemployment, the job market really isn't all that great, though. It's dominated by lower-paying service jobs. AP had some data that bears this out. The mining and logging industry, including oil and gas workers, lost 21,000 jobs in 2019. Out of the 1.1 million jobs created over the last six months, only 9,000 were in manufacturing. This is why we're starting to see more bullishness on gold. I'm going to put a Kitco News interview with Sprott Inc. Managing Director Rick Rule on the show notes page. Of course, I refer to Peter Schiff a lot. Rick brings another voice to the table, but he's saying a lot of the same things that Peter is. He said that there's a lot of confidence in the economy right now, but there's also a lot of confidence in debt and the dollar that this house of cards is going to hold up. He noted that the fact that gold is doing well concurrently with the U.S. dollar doing well is something we haven't really seen since the year 2000. And here we are again at the height of the dot-com bubble, except with even more debt and more malinvestment. Rule said more people are looking at gold because we have real negative interest rates. That means the holding cost of gold is zero. There is no yield on sovereign debt. But more significantly, sovereign credit itself is not good. Just look at the trillion-dollar deficits in the U.S. despite the greatest economy in the history of ever. Rule said if you don't like the interest rate you're being paid and you're nervous about the credit, then you're nervous about U.S. government debt and by proxy, you have to become interested in gold. He noted that we are more than a decade into this economic recovery, so-called. Historically, this is very long in the tooth. The response to an economic downturn, what's that going to be? It will almost certainly be further debasement of the currency. And if more and more people see that the currency is being debased, and they also see that their bonds, their so-called safe haven security, is being devalued simultaneously, then gold should do well. So if you want to get a deeper look into what's going on in the economy and how gold's going to be impacted and and all of these factors. Talk to a Shift Gold Precious Metals Specialist today. They can help you navigate this insanity. Just call 1-888-GOLD-160. Well, that is a gold wrap today. You can get more details on all of these stories and more and keep up with the latest precious metals news and analysis throughout the week at shiftgold.com slash news. If you haven't done so already, you can subscribe to the Friday Gold Wrap over at iTunes or on the Shift Gold YouTube channel. You'll find links for that, all the stuff I've talked about on the show notes page. As always, I really appreciate you taking a little time out of your day to listen to the Friday Gold Wrap. I hope you have a fantastic weekend and I will talk to you next time.